As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There are those who say... Leave well enough alone. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. You don't mess with success. While others have something quite different to say. The new Lexus RX... Now with enhanced dynamic handling and available 12.3-inch touchscreen, it's the best-selling luxury crossover of all time. Reinvented. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Welcome to the SIF Spoil for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, we are going to spoil all the things we want to spoil yeah. about this movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, probably don't want to listen to this. Uh, not only because we'll give some stuff away, but also because we may kind of jump all over the place. Or should I say swing, swing. all over the place yeah. in this one. Uh, so it may be a little bit confusing. So let's talk about specifics. What do you want to talk about? Well, the thing I almost spoiled in his podcast proper is Peter <laughs> Parker dies, and it's yeah, Chris, Pr- Chris yeah. Pine. Chris Pine does that first. Did you rec- You didn't recognize it during the... No. I, it took me a second. I was like, who is that blonde-haired, blue-eyed Peter Parker? Well, at first I thought it was Jake Johnson doing the voice, like oh, doing, like putting on like a machismo voice. I'm like, and he's really good, because that actually doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah. But, Yeah. Chris Pine, man. Just coming in for like seven lines, you know? Uh, also, Oscar Isaac is in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's like important man one or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But also in the post credit. Do you see the post credit scene? Oh, was he the other Spider-Man? Was he uh, Spider-Man 2099? Yeah, 2099 or whatever, which I only know because, I mean, I only know what that is because I looked it up. Oh, um, but apparently this is what's going to allow them to do sequels. Mm-hmm. The idea of Spider-Man 2099 was somebody who could open those portals. And so, you know, in the post credit scene, when you yeah. see Spider-Gwen talking to Miles Morales, yeah, that that's because Spider-Man 2099 exists or whatever. I'm going to have to look up the year or whatever, because Miguel... Is, I think it is 2099. Well, Miguel is actually, besides uh, Miles and Peter, he's like the third most famous Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah. Miguel, that's Spider-Man 2099? Yeah. Okay. 
yeah. right. And uh, he's got one of the coolest suits out of all the spider man Was it the same as the suit that was in the post credit scene? Yeah. I love that suit. It's so Definitely cool. interesting. Yep. Uh, what are some other things you want to talk about? Well, uh, I guess we can just get into specifics about some of the jokes or the storyline. Sure. What do you want what, to talk about? Whatever you want to do. The funniest thing in the movie for me, uh, besides um, Spider-Ham <laughs> and uh, giving him the hammer, it'll fit in your pocket. You know, uh-huh. that was just a great line. Well, <laughs> this was the one that distracted me the most as far as like meta jokes when he said, uh, that's all folks. Oh, yeah. And then and one they of the characters like, was like, can, can you, you even say that legally? legally? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, see, now we're we're outside of this universe and they know they're in a movie. Yeah. And that's that's Deadpoolian. That's that's different than a lot of the other meta stuff, which is him talking about, you know, we don't speak about the Peter Parker who danced or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's fine because you can treat that stuff as canon even within this universe. Mm-hmm. But that joke is a little too, almost a little too meta. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe I didn't know, mind it that much because I've seen Spider-Man be meta in the comics because you probably don't. Spider-Man hangs out with Deadpool a lot. They're like, it, that's the Deadpool influence on yeah, him? Yeah, they're best friends pretty much. Like Spider-Man, because they always say, oh, hey, we almost wore the same outfit today, you know, some right. fun, stuff like that because, you know, their outfits are kind of close to each other. Uh-huh. So they have jokes like that. And uh, so that I guess that's why that didn't bother me all that much. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I didn't. It didn't. I should be. I yeah. should be fair. It didn't really bother yeah. me all that much either. But I just thought I'd mention it. It was one of those things where I was like, yeah. eh, wait a second. But the one that I laughed at the most was um, Noir Spider Man and the Rubik's Cube. So is this blue? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I don't understand this cube. And then but I'm show, taking it. He takes it with him and yeah. it's still in color yeah. in his own universe. But which I love is that. Very strange. Um, so yeah, so I gotta say, I relate to Peter B. Parker, you know, it's like a Spider-Man with, you know, graying temples and a bit of a gut and, you know, it's like, yeah, Spider-Man for us old aging guys. Yep. He was still (laughs) kicking butt though. That's right. Yep. Um. He had a dad bod. That's right. Yes. Dad bod Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and then let's talk about the relationship a little bit, the, the, Subject I was talking about with fathers and sons, his son just asked him after his son knows he's becoming Spider-Man. What does dad thinks of Spider-Man? Yeah, he says, dad, you know, I don't remember if he leads him and says, you don't like Spider-Man or what do you think about Spider-Man? And he just says, you know, yeah, I don't, you know, vigilantes aren't a good thing and blah, blah, blah or whatever. Yeah. And he thinks he's having a philosophical conversation with his son about morality. Yeah. And he's not. His son is having a conversation about his own identity. Yeah. And man, that that hit me in a way that I wasn't I wasn't ready for. And I, I, I've never had this part of that experience, but I imagine, especially for somebody who grew up in the closet or something like that, you know, talking to thinking there the dad thinks he's having a conversation about, you know, just the philosophy and morality of homosexuality and the son's talking about his identity, you know, things like that in the depth of the pain that can happen because of things like that i i I couldn't believe how real that was in this movie that was just kind of impressive uh, for me um so and then the fact that the uncle is prowler is prowler Mm -hmm. which i don't know that character yeah we didn't really talk about the villains much uh we didn't talk about kingpin and prowler and doc ock doc ock i like this version of doc ock in this universe yeah 
um, the female Doc Ock was yeah, actually she's really great. cool. One yeah. of my favorite scenes in the movie is the forest chase with the computer. Yeah, it's where so Spider Gwen comes in and saves they steal the, day. the bagel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he took a bagel. <laughs> yeah, and they're trying to you know save this computer and also at the same time teach Miles yeah. how to use his powers and oh yeah. Uh, good news we don't need the monitor i love that line <laughs> that got a really big laugh in my theater it's a great line yeah it's hey, a good great news. line we don't need the monitor it's a great line yeah uh the running gag of the origin One last stories time. Yeah. yeah so each of them introduced in kind of a comic book yeah uh another thing we didn't really talk about much was the fact that the visual style is so like reading a comic book you know words yeah. appear on screen the way the framing happens you know, all that stuff has the art style of a comic book, yeah. and there are moments where, you know, it feels uh, very much like you're reading a comic book. There's a scene in this movie that I'm going to turn into the wallpaper for my uh, computer. Okay, which one it's is it? It's the scene where Miles is, he has his new suit, and he jumps off the uh, the building upside Does down, the glass shatters, and then it inverts to where it looks like he's going up and the city's coming down on yeah. him. That's going to be my new wallpaper because that is one of the most beautiful shots I've seen this entire year in film. Not even, yeah. yeah. There's also a really interesting part where it echoes in the same writing style and block letters where he fell the first time and said, ah. Yeah. And then when he gets it and he's going up, it says, wow, or something like that in the same way. Um, I thought that was clever and cool. So many funny moments in this movie. Yeah. Like, um, when he gets bit by the spider, you know, and it looks like it's going to be really intense and everything, and they just smacks it. <laughs> yeah. Or whenever he's about to jump off his first building, you know, and then it cuts to him going back down the stairs looking for a shorter building. Yes. Just stuff like that is hilarious, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> yes. It felt like... Um, I know this is weird, but Lego movie, it just reminded me of that style of humor, sure. you know? Well, you know, it is the same guys. Yeah. It's Lord and Miller, so. I know. Oh, yeah. It, maybe that's why. It, I, for some reason, I knew that. Yeah. But watching the movie, I didn't n- notice it. Like They it was, definitely have their, you can you can feel their sense of humor, their quirkiness. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I think they are doing great work. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes and what happens next and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So how did you feel about the reveal of Prowler as his uncle? I kind of had a feeling like whenever Prowler was chasing him and, uh, then I remember going back and he's like, yeah, I came down here was when I was an electrician, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Cause I, I was trying to remember in the comic books if Prowler was his uncle or not. Because, spoilers for comic books, it's his dad that dies. His dad dies on the oh. job. Yeah. So, that was like his tragedy, you know, is his dad dies as a cop. There's that moment in the movie where they're all talking about who they lost or yeah. whatever. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's just really cool stuff. It's a really interesting way to put this story out there and kind of uh, do it. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, yeah. I honestly I can't wait to go back and watch it. I imagine when I watch it again, and hopefully the uh, the visuals won't bother me as much. Yeah, that it will uh, elevate a little bit. Elevate it a little bit. Yeah, because right now it's probably sitting at like twelve or thirteen on the year for me. But uh, I think it's definitely in my top ten. Yeah, 
It, it could and probably should be now that I'm thinking about it. Okay, so was this a meta joke for Lord Miller whenever, like, things were, like, getting de-evolved or, you know, defragments or whatever that they kind of look like Legos? Oh, I didn't even think about it. I didn't notice that. Or oh, think, you didn't? I didn't think about that. It, yeah. it reminded me more of Annihilation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the Shimmer. It yeah. Remi- more of that, but... Um, but yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, it just, the, it looked like Legos a little bit to me, like the blockiness of it all. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's a callback to the Lego movie and stuff like that. I'm so. not sure. Anyway, fun. I, I want to see it again. I think the final, like, moment of being in control of his powers yeah. was really powerful, too. And by the way, the idea that he can be invisible and also shoot electricity, which I guess is part of the comics as well. Yep. Um, is re- I think it's really smart to, yeah. to give him bonus powers, you know, yeah. so to speak. Um, and they use them in really interesting ways too. Yeah, which I always appreciate. Uh, but yeah, I thought that it did really well with that moment that movies like this have to have, where the emotion builds and the, um, you know, the music builds, and then you know he is, then he's just kicking butt. Yeah, you know, and that's it's great. It's so fun to watch because he's just been so insecure and trying to figure himself yeah. out this whole time and now he's just like i know who i am it reminded me of tom holland at the end of homecoming whenever he got crushed by that building you know and, the, mm-hmm. and he's trying to push that rubble off of him and he stopped being the boy and he not only became spider man you mm-hmm. know he became spider man he's like come right. on spider man yeah you know it's you know him growing up and oh, owning- i hadn't thought about that scene in a long time that's such a great scene oh uh, yeah you know it's but it reminded me of that that same moment whenever he was uh, jumping off the building, you know, and the glass shattered around him because mm. he still, you know, has issues letting go. So he's just going to take it with him, you know, and stuff like that. So I love stick. it. Stick. Unstick. Yeah. yeah. Stick. Oh, and whenever he's like stuck to the um, the the lights and he has to start singing to get his fingers to peel off, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Peter's like, really? Really? Or that scene where he knocks out Peter Parker in the graveyard and he starts dragging him by the train and he just keeps right. knocking him out over and over again. And that very last line of, can you please go around? Okay, fine. Thanks, New York. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. This movie's full of that stuff, man. Yeah. What a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see it again, too. Um, so there you go. I, I, There's plenty other we haven't mentioned or haven't talked about, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. It all kind of falls in line with the same stuff that we've talked about and uh i'm excited to you know the the payoffs maybe i'll mention that to finish with the payoff stuff like the shoulder touch knew that oh, was com- yeah. knew that was coming back in in you know one way or another that final fight okay so here's a question for you there's all or i have two questions for you uh do you think that the other spider-men were used to the potential they needed to be like this should be a Miles Morales movie and right. that the others are supporting characters, but do you sure. feel like they were cameos that weren't used to their potential? Do you mean in the story sense, like the world sense? I think... Yeah, like, do you think that it was just a, a gimmick? Obviously, it's a gimmick, you know, having multiple Spider-Men and stuff, that it should have been focused more on Peter Parker training him, you know? No, I actually think it worked really well. Okay. You know, they, I do they too. Kind it's of just, got, I can see, I can see a world where people are just like, okay, yeah, it's funny, but it doesn't really serve a purpose to have so, Noir or Spider Ham or 
We got the Peter Parker origin. The I'm I'm talking about the one last time. Let's do this one last time. Yeah. Bit. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Peter B. Parker. Yeah. And then Spider Gwen. Yeah. Was next, and then we got three at the same time. Yeah. Which were Noir. Yeah. Spider Ham. Yeah. And uh, what's her name? It's uh, oh Penny. Penny. Penny Parker. Yeah, Penny Parker. Totally forgot about Penny Parker. We haven't talked about Penny Parker yeah. much at all. Oh, I didn't feel any emotion at all when the robot died, quote-unquote. No. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily tried, feel that either. They tried, but it didn't, didn't Because we click. didn't know her enough. We don't know that connection See, that's, enough. that's maybe that's why I was bringing that up. Like, do you think they were used? Because well, they were Well, but she was the only one where they tried to do a little more with the emotion. I, so yeah. I'm not like you got that emotion with Spider-Ham or Noir. Noir. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about that, and then finally, Miles Morales was the last, let's do this one more time. Yeah. But what I was going to say about that is I think that perfectly encapsulates who these characters are to this story, right? The first one's just an introduction. Yeah. Uh, the second one is the beefiest and kind of most important role. Spider-Gwen is also a beefy and important role to what's going on here. And then the other three are just kind of together and you know going to do their thing. And I think that other than that one moment, I think the movie plays by those rules pretty closely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Oh man, I I love that scene where they're hiding from his roommate and they're like on the ceiling and turn, moving left, in. left, left, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And then at the very end, you just have Mulaney going, "Do animals talk in this world? I don't want to freak them out." <laughs> uh, uh, so many good things. So many good things. See Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Huge recommend. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll probably, we'll have some Roma spoilers up next in your podcast feed. Yep. Catch you there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used indeed. If you need to hire, you need indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.